The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Somebody say, I'm experiencing heaven on earth. I can't hear you this morning. Shout it louder than I can lift my voice. I'm experiencing heaven on earth. Hallelujah. That's what we started talking about from last week. And we mentioned the fact that you need to get the things of heaven to begin to reign inside of you. That's where the theme of the teaching comes from. That heaven reigns in us. Don't allow the trouble you are going through to reign inside of you. By reigning, I mean don't let it dominate your heart and your mind. If that happens, you will continue to reproduce trouble. You've got to learn to allow what God has finished for you and done for you to be dominant inside of you. Even as you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Can I hear a loud amen? So we are teaching how we can have kingdom living. Heavenly living. Though we are in earthly places. And this is also keys to roundabout rest. If you can catch what we are teaching and understand what we are sharing it will bring you to the experience of rest that God has promised us for this season. Hallelujah. Um, we started by saying, heaven is a picture of rest. Heaven is a picture of rest. Rest round about. Hallelujah. Revelations 21 verse 4, one of the scriptures we shared. God will wipe away every tear. Let me hear somebody say, I received that for myself. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more crying. Hallelujah. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. These are the things John saw when God granted him visions and revelations of heaven. He saw a place where people had rest on every side. And we are teaching you that you don't have to wait to physically get to heaven to begin to experience that. You can have days of heaven on the earth. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You got to walk with me. I know my voice is a bit husky, but... You can hear me, right? And you can hear what I'm saying. Let me hear somebody shout days of heaven on the earth. Please remember, never forget, you are an ambassador of Christ. If you are born again, the earth is not your home. Second Corinthians 5 and 20. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. You don't belong here. The moment you got born again, your citizenry changed. Hallelujah. You are temporarily visiting this place. So, don't allow the things of this world to dominate your heart and your mind. Don't allow it. 
Jesus said that um, in teaching about the Lord's Prayer, what we call the Lord's Prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So anything we can see in heaven, anything that is available for us in heaven, at least to a degree, we can begin to experience them here on earth. Are you hearing what we are saying? And that's what we are teaching this morning. How do we do that? Colossians chapter 3. Paul said we should focus our hearts and our minds on things above. Somebody say things above. Not on things on the earth. That is the key. That is the key. If your heart is dominated and held captive by the earthly experiences you are having, you will not be able to experience what heaven has for you. But if you can do this thing we are talking about by the grace and the mercy of God, learn to focus on things above. You see, your heart, we said, is the regulatory or the the system that controls the things that happen in your life. If you are poor on the inside, you'll be poor on the outside. If you are rich on the inside, you'll be rich on the outside. Can I hear a loud amen? If you are whole on the inside, eventually you'll be whole on the outside. No matter what is coming against you. Hallelujah. So declare once again, I have days of heaven. Come on, lift your voice and say it louder. I have days of heaven. On the earth. I have rest round about. God did it for Solomon. He will do it for you. Look at Solomon's testimony. First Kings chapter 5. First Kings chapter 5 from verse 3. You know how my father David could not build a house for the name of the Lord is God because of the wars which were fought against him on every side. David had trouble on every side until the Lord put his foes under the soles of his feet. I prophesy over you this day, whatever is coming against your peace, whatever is coming against your rest, God will put those foes under your feet in the name of Jesus. This is what we are talking about. Until the Lord put his foes under the soles of his feet. Verse 4. But now, somebody shout, but now, the Lord my God has given me rest on every side. Hallelujah. Can somebody claim that again this morning? The Lord my God has given me rest on every side. Glory be to God. Look at what he said next. There is neither adversary nor evil occurrence. Hallelujah. I love that. Say with me in my life. There is neither adversary or evil occurrence. Now, you understand that it doesn't mean Satan will not try to bring these things upon you. You have to resist it. Can I hear a loud amen? This is our portion. Rest on every side. So I ask you this question again. This is the question God asked me to ask everyone and to teach you how to handle it. 
Who is reigning in your heart? What is reigning in your heart? What is dominant in your heart? Who is dominant in your heart? Is it the problems you are going through that is dominating your heart? Remember, you are to guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it flows the issues of life. What reigns in your heart will ultimately produce what you experience around about you. Listen to this powerful text from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 12 verse 25. Proverbs 12 and 25. Declare again this morning, I have rest round about. Proverbs 12 and verse 25. Anxiety in the heart of man causes depression. When there's anxiety in the heart of man, it causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. I'm bringing a good word to somebody this morning. This is the time of the year people start getting anxious. Hey, December is coming. Hey, what I wanted to see this year, I've not seen it. What I wanted to have this year, nah, another year has come and gone. And if you allow your heart to be dominated with anxiety, it will bring depression. You will not be depressed in Jesus' name. What you need to do is to displace every anxious thought with the word of God. A good word. Hallelujah. A good word will make you glad. Hallelujah. So we said, look, heaven is a place of rest. What is happening in heaven that is causing them to have rest? And we started last week, Sunday, we said the first thing is that they celebrate Christ crucified in heaven. John was telling us he saw Jesus in heaven. And every time he wrote about what he saw, he called him the Lamb, the Lamb of God. Now, this is very interesting. Let me go a, a little deeper concerning this. I couldn't get into this last week. The first time Jesus appeared to John in heaven, he didn't appear as a Lamb. This is before he saw the revelations of heaven. Um, Revelations chapter 1 from verse 12. Revelations 1 and 12. John said, I turned to see the voice that spoke to me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of seven golden lampstands, watch what he saw. And notice he didn't say the lamb here. The one that stood like the son of man. Clothed in garments. Down to the feet, gathered about his chest with golden band, and he went on to describe a glorified Christ. He didn't see him as a lamb. In fact, in Revelation chapter 19, this is when he was seeing the visions of heaven, he saw another vision of Jesus. Jesus was coming to conquer the earth and to discomfort all his foes. He didn't see a lamb. Revelation 19, if you read from verse 11, He saw Jesus riding on a white horse. And he went on and described a victorious warrior. But every other time that he saw Jesus in heaven, nothing less than ten times, he called him the Lamb of God. That is very, very instructive. So what is happening? Like we said last Sunday in heaven, they celebrate the sacrifice of Jesus as the Lamb of God. Learn to live that way. 
Not just when you take communion. Obviously, you should do that when you take communion, like we did last Sunday. But just like John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God. See Jesus as your perfect sacrifice. Hallelujah. That has obtained a perfect redemption for you. Let that be what is reigning inside of you. Doctor gives you a report. Hey, you have cancer. Instead of that negative report dominating your heart and mind, let the Lamb of God dominate your heart and your mind. Let Christ crucified dominate your heart and your mind. And you will see His power and His wisdom defeat cancer. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? Look at what Apostle Paul said concerning Christ crucified. Let me go a little deeper on this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 2. He said, I determined not to know anything about you except Jesus Christ. Number one. And him crucified. Please notice the distinction. Number one, I want to be sure that you know Jesus Christ. Can somebody shout, I know Jesus Christ. But I also want to be sure that you know that Christ is crucified. It's very powerful what he's saying there. He went on to say that I'm teaching you these things so that your faith will not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Can I hear somebody shout the power of God? There are many versions of Jesus Christ in the Bible. And there are many ways people know Jesus Christ. There is Jesus Christ, the teacher. The sermon on the mountains. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jesus had amazing, wonderful teachings. If they slap you, turn the other cheek. And some people, that's all they want to know about Jesus. The teachings of Jesus. And that is beautiful. There is Jesus Christ, the miracle worker. Turning water to wine. Raising the dead. Healing the sick. Beautiful. But the greatest expression of Jesus it wasn't in his teaching. It wasn't in his working of miracles. It was when he died on the tree as the Lamb of God. That's the, that, that was when he did it. That was the greatest release of his power. That was the greatest release of his wisdom. And that's what Paul is talking here. Don't just know Jesus the teacher. Don't just know Jesus the miracle worker. Above all else. Somebody say above all else. And this is the secret of heaven. They see him as the Lamb of God. Somebody say I see him as the Lamb of God. I can hear you this morning. I see him as the Lamb of God. In whatever challenge I'm going through. I see Jesus as the Lamb of God. My perfect sacrifice. And that is what is dominant on my heart. Oh, hallelujah. Are you hearing us this morning? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18. Listen very carefully to these words. 1 Corinthians 1, 18. For the message of the cross, the message of the Lamb of God, the message of Christ crucified, the message of the finished work of God, it is foolishness to those who are perishing. They don't value it. They are not like the people in heaven that are celebrating the Lamb everywhere they go. 
But to us, somebody said to me, that is being saved. The message of the cross is the power of God. If my heart can be filled with the revelation of Jesus as the Lamb of God, I will experience the power of God. If that's what reigns in me and dominates, I will ultimate power. Glory be to God. Verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified. That's the version of Jesus we should preach the most. Oh, we should preach his teaching. Oh, we should talk about his miracles. But his miracles didn't take us to heaven. His miracles didn't forgive our sins. Hallelujah. His miracles didn't make us new creation. It was his perfect sacrifice. And that must reign in us like it reigns in heaven. That we can have peace all around like they have peace in heaven. We preach Christ crucified to the Jews. It's a stumbling block. To the Greeks, it is foolishness. But to those of us who are called, hallelujah, both Jews and Greeks, Christ crucified is the power of God and it is the wisdom of God. That's what they understand in heaven. So they see the Lamb of God everywhere. They don't see the teacher. Not that Jesus doesn't teach them in heaven, no, he teaches them. They don't see the miracle worker. They don't see the great warrior. They see the lamb. Hallelujah. Let me move on because of time. Wednesday we gave the second key. What was the second thing that John saw in heaven that is very, very instructive? He saw people worshipping. He saw the 24 elders worshipping. He saw the four living creatures worshipping. He saw the host of angels worshipping. Again, almost everywhere he looked, people were worshipping God. Hallelujah. Revelations chapter 4 from verse 8. The four living creatures, each having six wings, they were full of eyes round about and within. And they do not rest night or day, day or night. Somebody said they do not rest. Saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. And if you continue reading all the way to verse 11, everybody joins in. The same thing he saw in Revelations 5. They were worshipping God. Verse 14. The four living creatures said, Amen. The 24 elders fell down and they worshipped him who lives forever and ever. He saw another vision of heaven in Revelation 19. They were worshipping God. Hallelujah. That's another secret of heaven. They worship God. They worship the Lamb. That's what is dominant. That's what reigns. We can learn from that on the earth. Listen. Which kind of believer are you? When trouble comes, do you continue to worship? Or... Are you the believer that when trouble comes, it steals your praise? You know that is possible. How many of us have been there before? 
Come on, talk to me. Trouble came and he stole your praise. Why do I have to worship God? I can't even worship God. If you are like that, heaven is not yet reigning in you. This is why I'm teaching you these things. You've got to be what Jesus called a true worshiper. Somebody say true worshiper. I can't hear you. Say true worshiper. Lift your voice. Say true worshiper. John chapter 4. He was talking to the woman at the well. Say you people worship what you don't know. We we know who we worship or what we worship. Salvation is from the Jews. The hour comet and now is where God is seeking true worshippers. You've got to learn to be the kind of believer that when challenges come, and I can always say, if your challenges haven't come yet, they're on the way. Hallelujah. When they come, don't allow the challenges consume and weigh down your heart. That is a recipe for depression. Are you with me this morning? What should you do? When they come, worship God. Join the host of heaven. Hallelujah. Learn to praise. Learn to worship. We are doing that Wednesday evening. We do that the first Wednesday after we elevate fasting and prayer. There was something Pastor Inda and I have been processing since March this year. We needed a particular document. From history or from our experience, sometimes it can take as much as six months. So I think she put in the application in March. So our expectation is that by September, we will have gotten feedback. September came, no feedback. October came, no feedback. This is November. And we need that thing this year. Or we want it this year. When we came, I'm still worshipping. God just put it on my heart. Focus on, I told everyone, just focus on God. I, I, like I shared in Wednesday after service, when they were singing, the Son of God is lifted high. Me, I was just singing, the Lamb of God is lifted high. I just worshipped. And I, I had that thing on my mind. And I had a note of victory. So much that when I got home, she could not even make it to service on Wednesday because of the traffic. I told her, this thing is about to happen. I sensed it as we were worshiping God. God told me to focus on it in the service. The next day. Somebody say the next day. The next day. By that time. In fact, before that time tomorrow. The email we've been waiting for for months showed up. With good news. Positive news. You don't know how powerful your praise and worship is. That's the secret of heaven. That's part of why they have rest on every side. As they are worshipping God, God is fighting their battles for them. No devil can come. Neither adversary nor evil occurrence. Hallelujah. Learn a thing or two from Jehoshaphat. Second Chronicles 2020. Glory be to God. Let's refresh our minds about his testimony again. Second Chronicles 20. Let's start reading from verse 21 because of time. When he, Jehoshaphat, consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, who should praise the beauty of his holiness. As they went out before the army, the singers and the praisers, the worshippers, they went before the army saying, Praise the Lord. Somebody shout out this morning. Praise the Lord. For his mercy endures forever. Look, we've been saying this for weeks now. That should be in your mouth this season. Hello? That should be in your mouth this season. Lord, have mercy. 
I praise you, Lord. Your mercy endures forever. Particularly when you are in a battle. When you want to see victory. When you want to hear good news. Don't let the challenges weigh down your heart. Let heaven reign in you. Let the secret of heaven reign in you. And what is that secret? One of them is worship. Everywhere John was looking, they were worshipping. They were worshipping. They were worshipping. Day and night. Day and night. Day and night. They did nothing else. What happened when Jehoshaphat adopted that? Verse 22. Now when they began to sing and to praise, God told me to tell somebody again, you need to begin to sing. You have stopped singing. You have stopped singing. You have allowed your challenge to dominate your heart and your mind. Begin to sing. Begin to praise. Begin to worship. Let heaven reign. Don't allow your problems reign in you. The state of your heart determines the outcome of your life. And when praise and worship dominate your heart and mind, like it does in heaven, God will discomfit all your enemies. Can I hear loud? Amen. When they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab, Mount Seir. And when they come to Judah, who had come to Judah? And they were defeated. Hallelujah. Every adversary and every evil occurrence that is set against your life this season, as you praise God, I decree and I prophesy over you, they shall be defeated in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Look at verse 30. Look at verse 30. This is what we are talking about. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for God gave him rest all around. That will be your story this season. Every area of your life, there will be rest. Roundabouts. Your whole realm, spiritual, financial, career, family, marriage, your whole realm, there will be peace and quiet. For God will give you less roundabout. Please understand how it works. Just adopt the kingdom of heaven. I know you are in earthly places. Develop a kingdom lifestyle. What do they do in heaven? They worship. Let me close with the third one. And this one is a bit subtle. One I want to share today. So that, that's what we've learned so far. If I were you this season, everywhere I go, I'll just be celebrating and seeing Jesus, the Lamb of God. Meditating on him. Calling him. That's what I'm calling him this season. Jesus, the Lamb of God, that takes away my sins, takes away my sickness. I'm meditating until that is the dominant revelation in my heart. And then I'm praising God. You are good. Your mercy endures forever. I praise you forever. Like they are doing in heaven. I'm an ambassador from heaven. And it is heaven that reigns in me, not Lagos. Not earthly things. Glory be to God. 
Hallelujah. What's the third key here that we see that I would like to share? Look at Revelation chapter 4. This one is subtle on one hand and yet it is obvious. Revelation chapter 4 from verse 1. Hallelujah. Somebody say heaven is raining in me. Declare it again. Heaven is raining in me. After these things, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. This was when he began to see revelations of heaven. A door opened in the heavens. A door was opened for him to see into the heavens. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking. And he said to me, come up here. And I will show you. I will show you things that must take place. The third secret about heaven I want to share with you is that heaven is a place of revelations. Heaven is a place of revelations. There is nothing hidden in heaven. They see things in heaven. They know things in heaven. John said, look, there is no need for sun. There is no need for a lamp. The Lord God is the light of heaven and the lamp. And in his light, we see light. Heaven is a place of revelation. And the earlier you understand that your rest is regulated by revelation, the better for you. Write that down. Rest is regulated by revelation. I'm making note of it. Ignorance engenders unrest. You will pay for what you don't know. We suffer for things we don't know. Hosea 4.6 The people of God are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Rest is revelation regulated. If I know like God knows and they know in heaven about how to overcome the financial challenges I'm facing, I will have rest in that area. Can somebody understand that? Hello? Matthew 11. We quote verse 28 a lot. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Amen? That will be my portion this season. Can I hear a loud amen? But look at verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Rest comes as I learn of him. I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. Back up a bit. Matthew 11. Go back to verse 25. Sometimes when you read a verse, you should read the context in which the verse is in. Verse 25 of Matthew 11. At that time, Jesus answered and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden things, hidden these things from the wise and the prudent, but you have revealed it to babes. Even so, Father, for so it, it seemed good in your sight. In the earth, 
things are hidden from us. But in the heavens, things can be revealed unto us. And God, that is the Father of heaven and also the Father on earth, those of us as children, hallelujah, those of us that submit here to him, those of us that are hungry and will be willing to learn, he can reveal secrets of heaven to us, even though we are on the earth. And that's how we, we, we experience rest. Look, if there's anything you don't know about your purpose now, your finances, your health, your life, your future, if you go to heaven, you will know it. Do you understand what I'm saying this morning? Are you sure? Do you understand what I'm saying? Heaven is a place of revelation. So, okay, I'm on the earth and it's possible things are hidden from me. Can you believe God for revelation? Because God said he will reveal it to babes. Hallelujah. Say, God is revealing things to me. I'll close with this. You know the story in Matthew 16. Jesus came to the disciples. He said, who remains here I am. They started saying all kinds of things. Then Simon Peter got up and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Listen again to how Jesus responded. Verse 17 of Matthew 16. Jesus answered and said to him, remember Peter was on the earth. Peter was on the earth. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Jonah. Flesh and blood has not revealed these things to you, but my Father in heaven. Hallelujah. And what happens when you're on the earth and you start receiving revelations of heaven? What happens? Look at what Jesus said will happen. Verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The keys of the kingdom are the revelations of heaven that the Father gives us. Like what God gave Simon Peter there. That Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Hallelujah. Somebody said, hey, you are John the Baptist. Somebody said, you are one of the prophets. They were missing it. Can I say this to you? Everything causing unrest in your life, whether it's spiritual or financial, is because you are missing it. You are missing it. Ministry, you are missing it. Stress in my home, you are missing it. But when you will open up to God and let God give you the key. Somebody say, God, give me the key. Everything will change. Once you get the key of the kingdom of heaven, what God knows about that matter. I've shared this, I've shared this, I've shared it, I will share it again. Blessed be that day when God told me, I will tell you one thing the devil is afraid of. That was the end of barrenness in my life. Rest came from that day. Everything we were doing before, we were missing it. But one day, like Peter, God gave me revelation of heaven. Somebody say revelation of heaven. Sir, that's what you need for rest. Hallelujah. That's what, for that thing that is giving you rest. Hallelujah. I wish I had time. The text we read. First, 2 Corinthians 12. 
That's what happened to Apostle Paul. He said, I went to heaven and I saw things that men on the earth, it's not lawful to say it. In other words, I saw revelations of heaven. And when I came, lest I should be proud or exalted by the revelation, God allowed a messenger of Satan to be prophetizing me. He had unrest. Hello? But look how the unrest ended. He said, I went to pray. God, take away this stone in the flesh. Are you still with me? And God told him, I don't need to take away the stone in the flesh. God gave him revelation. Second Corinthians 12 and 9. Hallelujah. God said to him, revelation came. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And everything changed for possible from that moment. The moment the light of heaven, the revelation of heaven came. What he was calling a thorn in the flesh. What was buffeting him. What was giving him unrest. He just changed. Hallelujah. And for the rest of his life and ministry, he had rest. When revelation came. Can you imagine? He wrote the thing he was calling thorn in the flesh. You know God did not remove it. He wrote Bible in that prison. Because he had rest. When revelation comes, it brings rest. Where ignorance remains, it engenders unrest. Glory be to God. So this morning we are going to pray for revelation. Rise on your feet. We are going to pray for revelation. You are going to lift your voice. We have just a few moments. And you ask God, think about that area where there's unrest. All you need, somebody say, all I need is revelation from heaven. Lord, like you showed Apostle Paul. Come on, say, Lord, like you showed Apostle Paul. The revelation to overcome what was buffeting him. The thorn in his flesh. The messenger of Satan that was tormenting him. Father, I pray. Oh, come and lift your voice and declare this morning. Father, I pray, grant me revelation from heaven for every unrest that is around my life. Open your mouth and begin to ask God this morning. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Ask God. Revelation. 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 Pray for revelation that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. Pray for revelation. That you will be granted the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Particularly for the areas of unrest in your life. Let God show you something you need to know. Oh, shakata yala In heaven, they have revelation. Everything is clear before them. Well, bless God on earth. The father of heaven can also grant us revelation. Somebody pray for revelation. Kaya Labosho, ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in knowledge. Oh, pray that you will increase in knowledge. Pray this season, the knowledge of heaven, the light of heaven, the wisdom of heaven. What heaven knows about my matter that I don't know. What I need to see. What I need to hear. What I need to understand. So that I can have rest round about. 
Oh, as it is in heaven, let it be with me here on earth. There is light and revelation in heaven. Lord, I ask for light and revelation. Light and revelation. Light and revelation. Come on, one more minute. Open your mouth and pray for it. Light and revelation. Light and revelation. Light and revelation. Light and revelation. As it is in heaven, so it is for me here on earth. Revelation is reigning in heaven. Lord, I pray that revelation begins to reign in me here on the earth. In the name of Jesus. Look at me very carefully. Look at me. When trouble comes against you, what reigns in you? Is it the pressure of the trouble? Think about all the challenges you are going through. Think. Is it the trouble that is dominant in your heart? Or is it the revelation that God has given you about that trouble? I'm teaching you supernatural living here. I'm teaching you how to dominate your situations and circumstances. How to have rest roundabout. Trouble came for Apostle Paul all over his life and ministry. Today they are stoning him. Tomorrow they are imprisoning him. Next tomorrow they are flogging him. And he was suffering and suffering, being buffeted, torn in his flesh. Then he learned what we are saying this day. Light came. Watch very carefully. God did not take away the trouble. God just gave him revelation about his situation. And Apostle Paul made that revelation dominant. He said, I will now be boasting about my imprisonment. The revelation became the dominant force. And it didn't matter that the trouble did not go away. Rest. That's what you need, sir. May God give us wisdom to know what we need. That's what you need. You need God to give you a light about what you are going through. So that rest roundabout can be a reality. Because that's what they have in heaven. They have light in heaven. Nobody is ignorant about anything in heaven. They can see everything clearly. There's no darkness there. See, we are on the earth. Things are hidden from us. But bless God. We can have days of heaven on the earth. Like they have revelation in heaven. Sir, you have revelation in heaven. Paul saw what God saw. You don't need me to take away the devil. Let the tongue of the flesh even move inside your Say it's just your flesh. Let it enter your head. It doesn't matter. My grace is sufficient for you. You catch that light and that begins to rain inside of you. It doesn't matter whether they put in prison. You will write by... And that was what Paul experienced for the rest of his life. 2,000 years after, sir. I'm still preaching to him about you on a Sunday morning. Why? He caught light from heaven. Lift your hands for another minute or two. Pray from the depth of your heart. Lord, give me revelation. Come and pray it. Lord, give me revelation from heaven about the things that are tormenting me. 
you are listening to men. That's why the problem is still there. You are listening to your feelings. You are listening to your situation and circumstances. When will you start listening to the voice of God? Come on, lift your voice one more minute. Lord, this torment in my marriage, this torment at work, this pain in my finances, just give me revelation like you gave Paul. Revelation like you gave Paul. And I know my rest is assured. Come unto me. I will teach you what you don't know. And you will find rest for your souls. Kayala Boshakanta. Come on, pray. One more minute. Shende go sokoto. Pray, pray, pray. One more minute. Light from heaven. Light from heaven. Light from heaven. Like Paul caught it. Let me catch my own this season. As the prophets of God are speaking during supernatural. Let light from heaven dawn upon my heart. As prophecy is coming during supernatural, let the revelation of heaven dawn upon my heart that I can truly have rest round about. Come and pray, pray, pray. Keep praying. Your heads bowed, your hands down, your eyes closed. You are not born again and you are here. Raise your hand high. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.